Hey there, MSPs and IT pros. Welcome to the Rocket MSP podcast, where we ask the tough questions. Today, my guest is Arno Drizar from Bastion, a cyber defense platform for SMBs. Now, if you're new to the show, here's how it works. We're going to start with questions for us to get to know Arno and their, uh, his services better. After Q&A, we're going to do show and tell, uh, the segment where we get a demo of the product or service and get to ask more questions about how it works. So without further ado, let's bring on my guest. Hey there, Arno. Hello, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely, man. So uh, I just want to dive right in with questions. Um, what can you can you tell us in your own words? What is Bastion? Of course. Um, so we are a software company developing cybersecurity solutions to protect SMBs, and all this put on a platform specially designed for MS MSPs to help them protect their customers and grow their businesses. So. Uh, let's get some more background on you, since you're relatively unknown in the N MSP industry. Um, where did you come from? Of course. So actually, um, so I'm initially from the cybersecurity sp space, but more focused on large and corporation. So previously with uh, my team of co-founders, we originally come from Palantir Technologies, where we were some of the ex executives in France, uh, leading the commercial uh, business for France, but also all the um, cybersecurity aspects for uh, Palantir's customers. So we have a long experience in cybersecurity, and we launched the company about a year ago um, with the vision of securing SMBs, uh, but working primarily with MSPs uh, to protect their end customers. Great. So let's let's get like a ten thousand foot overview of your product. Um, what exactly is it doing for MSPs? Of course. So we're developing a set of modules to protect all the uh, attack vectors for SMBs. I think the, the landscape has changed quite a lot in the recent years with all of SMBs transitioning to the cloud. It created a lot of opportunities for attack, but I think the technologies have not caught up yet to protect all the different angles. Uh, some SMBs are focused on putting an antivirus and data backups. Some even have put some email security modules, but there's a lot of aspects to protect. And today it's really hard to cover all these angles, especially for, large, for small companies. So the goal is to develop all this set of modules to enable MSPs to quickly protect all the, enti the entire chain to ensure that their customers are secured safely and for them also to streamline their operation and ensure that basically uh, they can deploy all the modules quickly uh, and ensure a safe security for all, all the customers. All right. So I know you said that you started the company about a year ago. Um, how, how long have you been, I guess, accepting customers is the right way to put it? Yeah. Um, so very quickly when we started, we actually started working directly with SMBs just because, you know, it's a chicken and egg problem. You have to test, uh, the maturity of the solutions and to prove they're actually working to protect customers. So we started working with some customers in France quite quickly, but like, one or two months in uh, into the, the business. And then we started working with MSPs shortly after. And now we're working with an ecosystem, a growing ecosystem of MSPs um, spread across the world, uh, mostly in Europe, but also in the US, a bit of Africa. Um, but yeah, growing uh, activity of MSPs. And how many, um, how many people are on your team right now? So we're still a small team. We started by a year ago, as I said, and I think we're 12 now. Uh, was mostly focused on uh, software engineering and so 
Uh, we have cybersecurity experts and software engineers uh, so far. Most of the team is based in France uh, and also some cybersecurity and developers across Eastern Europe. All right. Uh, next, um, are, are all the people on your team employees or are any of them subcontractors? So all the developers based in France are employees uh, and we have contractors, but only for international uh, employees uh, to make it simpler for the, on the admin side. Right. Headquarters, uh, I believe you said you're in France and then I, yeah. I assume you're doing like a hybrid work from home type model with your employees. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like any modern company, we, uh, we are a bit scattered around. So we have different people working across France, uh, across uh, Europe as well. So cybersecurity is, uh, it's a rapidly growing space. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of new companies out there. There's guards, there's, um, Judy security. Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on, right? So what do you offer MSPs that no other product offer, offers? Sure. So I'd say like Bastion as one of the first platform, cyber platform focused on empowering MSPs delivering comprehensive cybersecurity solutions to their customers while helping them demonstrate their impact, grow their business, and streamline their operations. Right now, there is a unique opportunity for MSPs to capture a booming cyber demand, and we're here to help them address this demand and be the primary winners of this game. So basically, on top of a portfolio of security products, we invest significantly in products and features designed to help MSPs scale their business and operations. You said like the business is growing, the market is growing, and we're here to help uh, MSPs address it. So concretely, this means, for example, that we're developing like white label reports and resources that MSPs can confidently show uh, to their customers to demonstrate their value uh, and build trust with their end customers, with their clients. We're also helping them uh, grow their business uh, with protection toolings, such as external audits reports or white label demos um, that they can use and share with potential customers to raise awareness on their, um, with their customers on cyber exposure and establish credibility. Um, we're also providing um, a single multi-tenant platform to manage uh, client security across multiple uh, attack vectors, more standardized, automated, and integrated fashion. Okay. And what would you say you're doing differently to disrupt the marketplace right now? Um, I would say, like, most of the, you said like it's a quite crowded space or increasingly uh, crowded space, but I think we're one of the very first to be very, uh, MSP first by design. Um, securing small and medium businesses is all about protecting a long tail of attack vectors, which forces MSPs to manage so many tools across so many uh, customers that we believe that even with the very best security products, uh, they are helpless if they don't offer a streamlined and seamless MSP, MSP experience. So. We are partnering on a daily basis with MSPs to test our product and develop our products. So we have weekly calls with MSPs to collect impact uh, and measure the impact of our solutions, not only in terms of security, but also in terms of time saved and revenue generated for MSPs. Also, I think we are here to simplify cybersecurity. Um, we take great pride in developing simple and beautiful interfaces um, and providing also easy to understand reports uh, for customers. Because the easier we make it for customers uh, to understand the risk, the easier it is for them to invest in their security. 
Uh, so all in all, it's a win-win game uh, where customers are getting better security and MSPs are getting higher revenues. Now, you said that you're, you're one of the first to be, to be focused primarily on MSPs. But if I look at your website, uh, it says who can benefit from Bastion. The, there's two tabs, one for managed service providers and one for small and medium businesses. So you, you know, you, you say you're, you're focused on managed service providers, but you're clearly marketing directly to the SMBs and, and so it appears that you're cutting us out of the equation. Um, so basically like, as I said, like there is growing demand for cybersecurity and we get inbound leads, but we're not addressing them directly. This is something as I said, like we did at the very beginning to test our product. And now we've grown to the level of maturity that we're not like, we believe our products are mature enough, uh, to protect our customers. So we're not operating them ourselves. Uh, we're actually handing all the leads that we're getting to MSPs because we have two convictions that. The first one is to protect uh, SMBs. You need to have uh, good, solar, good cybersecurity solutions. But mm -hmm. the second condition is that you need basically someone, a partners who can establish uh, trust and credibility uh, with uh, the customers. Uh, it's all about organization, trust, um, and building relationships in order to stay secure. And this is what the MSP can provide. It's something that we cannot provide. So basically, all the inbound leads that we're getting, we're passing them through uh, to the MSPs. And we're trying to generate leads and create traction so that basically we can offer more revenues and more business to our partners. Okay. I, I like the way that you, uh, that you, that you kind of pitch that you're, you're, um, yeah, you're accepting leads, but you're not managing the leads. You're, you're passing all of them on the MSPs and, um, how, how will you do that? Let's say. You, you end up getting three MSPs all in Northeast Ohio. Uh, how do you determine who to send a lead to if it's a, if it's a Northeast Ohio lead? So we're still in the process of building this, uh, partnership program, but basically you have different tiers and depending on your tier, this is where you get the leads. Um, and this is how basically we offer and we prioritize, but like basically the vision is that, you know, as MSP in the end, there are very small companies and it's hard to get and to get visibility across the internet. If you're a software company, it's easier sometimes to get market coverage and to get more visibility on the internet. And this is basically why we're offering, like showcasing this on the website, because we get quite a lot of leads from SMBs and we're passing them through like this. Awesome. All right, let's talk about the product a little. Um, so, so before we dive into like the, the features, I want to talk about um, how you work with the MSPs. So first and foremost, let's just assume that we've already signed up. We're a partner of yours. We've deployed the product to uh, some end users. What happens if the MSP needs support? Uh, something happened, uh, regardless of what that something is. How do we reach you? And uh, how quickly are you responding? Yes, so we have in-app support. So you have basically an intercom icon at the bottom the bottom right of the screen. And this is where basically you can ask questions directly. Um, and we have a team supporting our partners. I've just looked at the metrics on intercom before joining the, the, the show. And actually, uh, more than 95% of our customers' requests have been answered within three minutes and conversations closed within 15 minutes. Okay, that's good. Because that was going to be my follow-up is 
Uh, too many times do I sign up for products and they've got the, the cute little intercom chat widget down in the corner. You click on that and it doesn't give you the opportunity to start a chat because they're not even logged into intercom. Like nobody's home. So instead you're, you're filling out the form to create a ticket or whatever they call it within intercom. And somebody will get back to me within a few hours, however many hours that is. I don't know. So the fact that it sounds like you've got people signed into intercom and you're responding to people within three minutes. That's good. Exactly. And don't take my word for it. Like, I think if you open the intercom window, it will says like, in a, like that we answer in three minutes. I think it's yeah. intercom showcase. Great. Uh, so do you have SLAs for the product itself? So we don't have any like guaranteed SLAs today. Like we're in the process. I mean, as I said, like we're, we're a one year old. So we are sure. actually in the process of, uh, putting them in a transparent fashion and to guarantee those part of the direction and things we want to do on the roadmap. Uh, but it's not, uh, not tricky today. Okay. And, and look, I get that you're only a year old. So a lot of these questions you, you might, you know, simply say, no, we don't have it yet. And. That's okay, but I know that some some of these questions, if if the answer is no, not yet, an MSP is, you know, gonna have to say, well, I, I can't work with you until these three boxes are checked. And, you know, I don't know what those boxes are, but it could be a variety of reasons. Maybe they're uh, using NIST CSF or, or CIS controls version eight and they have to have certain boxes checked off in order to meet their own compliance requirements. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask the questions and I just want you to understand that I'm, I'm not trying to beat you up. If, if you, no. if you say no, I, you know, I just, I just want to make sure, you know, I'm not trying to beat you up, but I, I do want to get the answers for the MSPs. That's all. No, of course. And, and also like, it's not like we're not a bit like, Providing the questions we know, and this is something that is firmly on the roadmap. Uh, sure. This is something, if you're working in the cybersecurity space, you need to have SLAs, you need uh, to have a certain like frameworks in the way you operate to guarantee this level of internal security before uh, showcasing like securities to your customers. So we were investing heavily in this. And when I say it's, it's not yet and it's on the roadmap, like nothing is uh, two years away on the roadmap. It's a matter of weeks or months uh, for all these kind of things. Cool. Now, how does your product directly help MSPs improve their service deliverability? So the goal here, the, the problem that we're trying to solve is to help MSPs um, manage a lot of customers, no matter their size. So a lot of our MSPs are working with customers who are only like 10 uh, employees. Um, so the goal is basically to help them quickly set up the platform for them so that basically within 30 minutes, they can cover new customers across multiple attack vectors, manage their uh, in, uh, external uh, attack surface, uh, manage their data leaks, manage their awareness culture, um, protect their um, Microsoft 365 space, and so on within 30 minutes. So basically, we are standardizing the way MSPs work across all the customers with multiple modules on the same platform. We are helping them streamline their operations with integrations within their PSA and pushing all the alerts collected from the platform in their day-to-day -day, uh, system so that basically in the end, 
I can spend less time uh, with this, each customer, uh, manage more customers so, uh, per, per employee, uh, while offering a higher level of security to their end customers. Excellent. And do you, are you guys compatible or, or do you integrate with any other tools that MSPs are using today? So basically the platform will generate security alerts and this is the, those alerts that you can pipe actually into your PSA. So tools like Autotask, ConnectWise and so on. So that basically you can have all the alerts and the tool that you're currently using to manage all the other alerts. And then how do you help MSPs get the product up and running? So first we invest quite a lot of time in making sure that the experience is seamless, that everything is super intuitive. And this is one of the feedback that we get from the MSPs that it's compared to a lot of cybersecurity products, which are highly technical. Uh, the platform is actually super easy to be set up and super easy mm -hmm. to use. So we want it to be like a big kind of self-service. Uh, we're also providing the support in case that any questions we talked about. And we're providing also materials and uh, if needed also we're uh, uh, taking the, the partner by the hand was basically uh, demo tours and so on to help them get set up. Cool. Now let's talk about our data for a little bit. Um, you know, knowing that this is a, a cybersecurity platform, I'd like to think that, excuse me, I'd like to think that you guys are um, being cautious with our data. There's an agent that gets installed on the every endpoint, right? No, so the, or for, for now, the platform is agentless. Uh, so we're not installing yeah. anything. We're just connecting to uh, some of the cloud, in, cloud interfaces, like connecting to the Microsoft 365 tenant from their customers. And that's all we do. And so, then when you connect to that tenant, are you, what kind of uh, permissions or privileges do you need? So every time you connect, depending on the modules, we'll get asked different level of permissions. Um, and for this, basically all the permissions are written in clear, but we ask just the necessary permissions and it's basically per module. So if you use, for example, like uh, phishing simulations, we're only getting the names and email address and group employee groups and so on. If you're, you're using the email security modules, then you will get access to email and so on, but we're just, uh, for each modules, getting access to the strict minimum in terms of permissions. Uh, and every time it's done in a very transparent fashion. Now today, um, your, your platform, I assume you're hosting it in like AWS or Azure or something like that. So where, where is it stored your, your stuff? So the data is stored both, both in the EU and uh, in the U S to abide by the data privacy regulations. Wonderful. And what about, uh, the UK? Do you have something for them specifically? No, not yet. I mean, we follow the demand. So for now, the demand has been pretty big in the EU and in the US. Uh, so that's Should how we pride. I, I get it. I'm just curious. Um, do you, do you have like multiple data centers set up for DR and redundancy and all that stuff? Uh, yes, uh, we use uh, AWS regions with a minimum three uh, availability zones, and we do a disaster recovery exercise yearly to document and prove it worse. Excellent. And the last question I have about our data, do you have and follow a procedure to test your backups? 
Of course, yeah. We same. We do yearly uh, yearly exercise, including uh, lots of data centers, data corrections, and so on. Wonderful. So let's talk about some compliance stuff. Um, cybersecurity. So we're going to have lots of compliance and regulate regulations. Uh, a big a big thing that that MSPs are starting to talk about more and more. GRC, governance, risk, and compliance. So let's start off with like your own compliance. Since you're new, um, I can't imagine you're already like SOC 2 compliant or, or anything like that, are you? No, no, no. Of course, we, uh, we want to get those certifications. But basically, when you're in a stage where the company is rapidly evolving, doesn't make a lot of sense to be certified for a point where you're very small when basically you expect to get the certifications to be much bigger and operate in different ways. So basically we're just investing heavily to get the certifications, but we're still waiting to have like uh, a bit bigger so that it makes a bit more sense. On the other hand, what we're doing was getting like security audits by third party providers uh, to have infrastructure process the way we work and operate uh, search, uh, assessed uh, and to improve our level of security. This is something that we take very seriously. Uh, the, we, I mentioned we're all coming from uh, Palantir Technologies, which is a company known for its level of security, data privacy, and so on. So we are investing heavily in this. Now, do you provide compliance-related services? Like, for example, is your platform um, directly made for us to check off some boxes if, if we're trying to meet you know, implementation group two of CIS or something like that? So we're not a compliance platform, but of course we cover many, many aspects um, uh, which are called um, for compliance. So we are helping where we can. We're providing security reports and audit that actually are mapped to uh, some certifications, some norms and so on to help people address those problems. Uh, for example, in the EU, we have the GDPRs. Uh, GDPRs require you to train employees on data privacy, cybersecurity stuff, and so on. So we're providing all these things in reports so that basically you can tick the boxes uh, and demonstrate that you're actually committing to security, but we're not a compliance per se, compliance platform per se. Okay. Um, when, when we do the demo, I'm going to want to see one of those reports that shows how it, how it maps, because that, that sounds helpful. Sorry, guys, I, I just, my throat just can't get it cleared. Um, all right, so let's talk about cybersecurity since that's it's kind of your, your deal, right? So um, one, one of the buzz terms that, that's going around right now with cybersecurity is zero trust and zero knowledge. Um, do, do you consider your product to be zero trust or zero knowledge? Uh, no, I don't think this is something that we've considered yet. I mean, we, we're not doing anything uh, related to zero trust yet. Um, so this is something we're looking at and considering, but it's not something we're actively pursuing. Now, do you support multi-factor authentication or single sign-on for the MSPs to sign into the dashboard? Yes, uh, both for uh, MSPs, but also end customers. If they want to log into the platform, uh, they can actually use MFA. Uh, we're also rolling out the SSO, uh, which should be deployed in the next two weeks. That's fantastic. And SSO, will that be Microsoft IDs? What do yep. they call that now? The Entra ID? Is that is that the right name for it now? 
Yeah, I think it keeps changing all the time, so it's hard to follow Microsoft, but I... Will you offer a single sign-on for any other platforms like Google? So we have some integrations with Google, but basically, as I said, like we're following the demand and many, like most of our customers and end customers are working on Microsoft. So if we see like a need for Google, we'll do so. But for now, like uh, it's, it's quite of a, yeah, marginal. Now, many MSPs are starting to make note of a channel vendor's cybersecurity posture. I, I understand that your own cybersecurity policies are, are going to be, uh, secretive for, for obvious reasons, right? You don't want the attackers to know how to get in. But what can you say about how you manage cybersecurity internally at your organization? So, I mean, we are our first customers, so we use our own platform to, to assess the security of all solutions, as well as other software basically to, pro to protect our, uh, uh, our information and uh, services. Uh, as I mentioned already also, we're not waiting on the certifications to demonstrate our commitment to security. We have external and recurring audits to uh, assess both the way we develop the product, uh, the way uh, our architecture, but also internal processes to ensure that we are basically committing to the level of standards we want to offer our customers. And I, I didn't hear, are you doing any internal auditing yet to make sure yeah. that you're okay? Great. It's like, I think for a company that is roughly one year old is quite unique. Like this is something that we invested in quite early on uh, to demonstrate our, our commitment to security. I, I really love that for you guys. Let's talk about some pricing stuff. Um, what, so you don't have pricing on the website, which is always a bummer. Um, <laughs> what is, what is like the MSRP? If, if you were to sell this directly to an SMP, what, what would you price it at? So it very much depends on the, the MSPs. Well, basically the, we, we, the goal is uh, we, when we're working with MSPs, we have two ways uh, they're selling the product. Uh, either they're incorporating in their own um, uh, MSP offer, uh, where they manage the current offering just to extend uh, their cybersecurity offering. Or basically, it's part of the vision of the platform is to help MSPs become MSSPs and offer only cybersecurity services. And for this, basically, when they incorporate the, the platform, well, sometimes with additional modules, uh, they sell it from somewhere across, depending on the customers, 30 to 50 euros. Uh, so roughly the same in USDs uh, okay. per user response. And then what what is the MSP's cost? on your platform. I know it's a range again, so that's fine. No, no, but it's a, uh, so the price I was saying is basically the price of, uh, that the, the MSP, uh, um, find the, I the customer to pay and the price for the, the license for the platform, it's very modular. So depending on the product that you use and you roll out for your customers, we have different packages with different combinations of modules, but it's somewhere between, I would say like three, uh, three or four dollars to eight dollars per user per month, depending on the number of modules that you're including in the offer. Okay. And obviously if, if an MSP wants to get specific pricing information, they can reach out to you by going to bastion.tech. I'll put that up on the screen here uh, right now, actually. Give me one second. Bastion.tech. 
save. Boom. Look at that. Down in the bottom left corner, just for you guys. Um, all right. So, uh, do you, do you have like pricing tiers or volume discounts as an MSP grows? Of course. Um, basically we have different tools, uh, the more customer they put on the platform, the better price they get. Uh, so yeah, always. Now, one of the things that I know a lot of MSPs are, are going to look forward to is, um, the, the day that you'll be available through PAX eight or other distributors. Is that on your roadmap yet? Yes, of course. So first. The platform is supposed to be like self-service in a sense that it's su super intuitive. It doesn't require significant training. Rolling out uh, the platform is super easy. So like in itself, we wouldn't need uh, distributors in terms of service, provisioning the account and so on, super easy. But of course, uh, we want to work with distributors. Uh, we had discussions with multiple distributors and it's something that we had we have on the roadmap for early 2024. Wonderful. And uh, how long is your free trial? Do you have a free trial? Yes, uh, it's two weeks where basically you can access uh, all the platform uh, to test all the modules, all the different tools that we developed for MSPs. Now, do you think two weeks is long enough for an MSP to build a, a real proof of concept? Um, as I said, like basically it takes about 30 minutes to protect an end customer. Um, so within two weeks, usually like people get a lot of information. They manage to see like the different modules. Uh, test out some of the uh, uh, infrastructure scan and so on to assess um, the uh, the maturity of the platform and its efficiency. So, so far, like we've designed the two weeks, not for business reasons, but because the feedback from MSPs uh, proved that it works and give them sufficient time to actually get confidence that the platform works and they can develop service on top of it. Okay. Now, what kind of onboarding or setup fees do you uh, as I said, like it takes about 30 minutes, so there is no onboarding or setup fees here. Good. Uh, how long is your contract? Uh, so far, like we're only on a monthly basis. Basically, it's like the way, I mean, it goes back to the question that you were also asking before, like how we're trying to disrupt the marketplace, how to, what, what are the type of new things that we want to bring to the cybersecurity market. And we're seeing a lot of providers saying that basically you have to commit to three years, but if you look at the cybersecurity timelines and so on, like the landscapes change very, very fast. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to commit to like multiple years when the, the cybersecurity landscape is changing so fast. So that is why basically we're asking our customers today to commit monthly. And it's on our side, basically in our job and responsibility to ensure that we have the best product on the market and they keep and they stay there for the, the next month. Okay. Now, um, I just want to kind of recap everything that, that we talked about with this pricing stuff. So, uh, you found that MSPs can sell this service for anywhere from 30 to $50 a month. Um, you are currently charging us roughly three to $8 a month, depending on what modules we've chosen. The pricing gets better as we buy more. Uh, right now we can buy it direct. Uh, you're, you're working with distribution and hope to have something within, we'll call it six ish months. Um, and then you've got a two week trial, which should give MSPs plenty of time to build a solid proof of concept, no onboarding fees, month to month contract. That's, yes. That's pretty solid. 
So uh, let's let's look at the platform. Right? There's got to be something cool to look at, right? I hope so. <laughs> All right. I see Hello Gene. Perfect. Um, so what you're seeing here is the Bastion platform. There is really two sides to the platform, the partner portal and the customer portal. So here uh, we are looking at the partner space, so Bastion for partners. And there's really three sides here for the platform. First, the issues where basically you see the list of all uh, cybersecurity issues raised across uh, your customers, across the different modules that are deployed with uh, customers. The list mm -hmm. of customers can manage uh, and administrate your customers. And also one of the tools uh, that we designed for MSP specifically is prospect reports. So um, I'll actually show all the issues when showing the customer tenant. So I'm diving quickly to the uh, prospect modules to give you just a sense of the type of tools that we're developing to help MSPs grow their business. But here, if I go there, basically I see all the different um, uh, prospect reports that I've generated. So it's basically kind of external audits that an MSP can perform on a potential customer to raise awareness on this potential customers on cybersecurity posture but also to differ differentiate his services. The reason why we built this is because um, first, I think uh, all the SMBs are aware of the cyber risk, but they don't really know how it affects them specifically and how concretely uh, they can get impacted. So that's why we developed this basically to show that simply from the outside, we can collect a lot of information that can be simply exploited by an attackant just to, uh, to create damages to the company. So here, for example, we're seeing the list of all the prospects and uh, their domain names, and we're seeing uh, an overall security score. Um, and this is basically the results of real scans. So basically, you're seeing here a sample of reports, and you're seeing that basically the cybersecurity posture observed from the external surface is pretty bad across a lot of prospects. And so, and you can see can also, I just, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry. So I, I love these kind of views, okay? Um, and, uh, enables RMM, not in central, but enable RMM. Um, I, I love the view that they have when you're looking at a customer and all their machines. Uh, I, I love it glue, how, it, how it's got that view where you can look and see all of the, um, uh, documentation. I don't remember what that page is called, but it's got like all the documentation and it's got like check boxes or X's or something. Uh, if, if you've actually completed the documentation for each customer if, in each of the different categories, like it's just, it's such a fantastic view to be able to just look at a glance and see, oh, overall score D, 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 B, like I love it. Thank you. Um, so basically this is the whole purpose of the platform to have everything accessible in a very visual way and user-friendly way. Um, so. Basically, you see all your prospects here. So you see the overall security posture and you'll see, so you see additional information. Like for example, if we can tell from the outside, if they're using Microsoft or Google's, which helps basically tell, tell your discussions with prospects, but also if they're using uh, email protections, uh, so email security software, like for example, Proofpoint uh, or other solution. So we can sometimes um, identify this from the outside. And you can actually open uh, the prospect report. So you can see like we have quite a lot here. And if I open just a random one, 
All right. Basically, it creates a PDF report that I can send out either uh, by email to do some cold emailing for uh, some prospect that I have identified or to print it uh, to come with, uh, to bring it with me uh, for my discovery meeting. All the information here, all the platform can be white labeled. So here, instead of seeing the Bastion logo, you're seeing one of our partners' logo uh, about IT. And so you're seeing uh, basically a nice uh, lurking uh, reports that you can download as PDF here. Some introduction text, basically, if you're sending it over email to put some context on what uh, the prospect will see. And here you're seeing basically a description of the cybersecurity posture observed from the outside for this prospect. And here basically it gives the overall score and also a benchmark from the industry. So aggregating metrics that we're collecting throughout all the different uh, customers we're working with and also collecting some um, um, market insight information to populate these this metrics. Um, and so basically here it shows to customers, uh, to potential customers, how they stand on their security posture, simply observe from somebody who didn't know you before the meeting. And just to show you, like there is quite a lot of things that are already pretty bad on your security posture. Um, now, or it's one, one second. Sorry. So uh, I, I have questions. So one, one of the things that, that always concerns me is, are we selling based on FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt? So phishing risks, critical. Data leaks, exposed data. Web vulnerabilities, critical. Why? Why are they critical? So we have uh, uh, one pages for each risk here. So I will get into the details in a minute. But this okay. is the goal need to, to put this information here. I can send that. Is it critical? Uh, what can you do? And then basically to provide details and context on how easy it is to exploit this information to perform, for example, the phishing attack. So I'll, I'll get into this in just one minute. Um, the last thing I want to discuss here is basically we show basically the information on the type of risks uh, that the company is exposed to. And basically to show, to make it simple for the potential customer to assess the discussion from a financial perspective. Here are the top three attacks, uh, that we type of attacks that we see on the market segment for this prospect. And we're seeing the financial impact. And here, basically, you can simply like um, have a financial discussion and make it easy for the prospect to see that working, uh, protecting themselves when they have so many issues is uh, a same financial move. So here, basically, this this page is basically to raise awareness to to tell customers who like know that type of risk exists but do not really know if they're exposed. Everybody feel like I think I'm doing okay uh, from a cybersecurity standpoint, but in reality, they are not. You've seen the previous screen when we look at a lot of uh, prospects, they're all between like D and B in terms of regular grades, uh, which are like there's quite a lot to say uh, simply from the outside. Um, here, what we're showing is basically like uh, an assessment of the security risk from uh, the prospect. So basically, we're assessing the uh, domain name configuration. So it's SPF, DMARC, and DKIM setup. And instead of telling, uh, talking about this, which are very technical terms, we're translating this into business impact. So basically, you do not have to know anything about domain name configuration, but here we're telling you that basically it's very simple to steal your identity and to send an email using your domain name and using anybody um, uh, anybody's uh, email. And so basically, it makes it easy for um, the SME to understand that simply because their domain name is not well configured, it's very, very easy to send to send any email using their domain, any name. 
and then getting exposure to um, CEO fraud, wire transfer scams, phishing or spy phishing. And this is how simple that is. So basically taking like very technical information like SPF, Tmark, DKIM, and putting this into the context of how do I use this to perform a simple phishing attack that can have like very, very serious damages on your company. And this usually resonates really well. It's very visual and it really helps uh, the prospect understanding how basically they need to be helped by an MSP uh, to manage their cybersecurity. Um, the second thing on the report is about data leaks. So across all the different companies that we have scanned so far, uh, more than uh, about 60% of the companies have exposed data leaks. So leak credentials, passwords, emails, phone numbers, and so on. Uh, and this number is significantly higher for companies who have been like existing for more than five years. And here it shows basically like a, um, an overview of all those different data leaks. And it's very simple for um, the SMB CEO to understand that they have uh, credentials uh, leaked somewhere across the internet and to understand that basically it doesn't happen only to uh, um, uh, other, other people. It can affect them and it's already impacting them. The last thing that we're showing on the report in the web exposure. So we're running a scan across the external attack surface and summarizing the information to expose web vulnerabilities that can be simply identified from the outside on this specific company. So basically simply from the domain name and all this report is only generated based out of the domain name from the prospect. You don't need more information. You don't need to install the agent or anything like within like 10 to 15 minutes, you get the report and it shows uh, basically an overview of the uh, cybersecurity issues that we observe through all their web websites and applications, uh, storage, remote access, and so on. And already it's quite a compelling, uh, compelling information for the MSP to leverage to say that basically the cyber hygiene here is not very good. And there's a very high chance that if, um, um, if hackers scan the internet and scan a very large number of websites, they will focus on the one where they see the highest number of issues and basically you are not well positioned here. After this, basically, we're, the, we're showing the top three issues um, identified on this uh, attack surface to show that basically you have database exposed, um, open doors exposed, uh, weak ciphers you detected, and so on, to say that basically, simply from the outside, we're, we can already say there's quite a lot uh, to tackle on uh, for this prospect. So what this is, is a weak, what is a weak cipher sweep? Um, so which I pursued is basically uh, around TLS and SSL. So basically you're not using the right types of ciphers and they can easily be broken. So this exposed to data leaks and so on, it basically um, your users uh, navigating across your websites and applications. So if, for example, we're using um, like a let's encrypt free SSL certificate on our website, is that going to be considered weak? Yeah. Okay. So basically this reports like, um, it's one of the reports that we have available on the platform across different authors, um, that MSPs can leverage to, uh, build credibility, build trust with their customers and prospect to simply grow their business. So now, now I want to stand this report for a minute because I have more yeah. questions. Um, all right. So the first section where we talked about the phishing risks, uh, that one is, is basically all email security you said. So yeah, like what is, what does Bastion offer? Do you have DMARC, uh, DKIM, SPF, uh, checks and, and all that stuff? Because I know a lot of MSPs have signed up for 
uh, gosh, I can't even think of, of the companies. Easy DMARC, and there's a there's a few other DMARC platforms out there. So you're you're basically becoming an alternative to that. Yes. So basically, the goal here is to uh, highlight uh, topics that basically uh, DMSP can simply address using the platform. So I'll get to that in a minute when I'll show the customer tenants. But we have a set of modules to basically cover all these different uh, 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 technical items to basically help the MSPs proactively identify those types of weaknesses and how to proactively remediate those. So I don't feel like I got an answer to my question. I'm sorry. So basically here um, we have uh, um, an what we call an infrastructure module that basically performs um, the infractor, uh, external scan, external attack surface scan that will basically check all the domain names that are associated with your customers to identify all the ones that are not well configured. We will provide the specific details on why this SPF record uh, is not well configured and how you can actually remediate it. So we're not basically competing directly with tools like EasyDMark. We're providing different tools to highlight the issues. Um, but basically, we're helping MSPs identify the issues and know uh, what to address and how to address those. But doesn't EasyDMark already do that for me? So it will do that for, for DMARC. Uh, but basically, here, um, I'll, I'll, get to, I'll, I'll show this. It will probably be easier uh, throughout the demo in the customer portal. But basically, we have a scan that will identify the domain name configurations across um, multiple other checks. So we're checking like a lot of things. So instead of using EasyDMARC plus then if you want to check exposed databases, if you want to check the configuration of your CMS, if you want to check all the different exposed uh, as a search port and so on, you would need a different set of tools. Here we're combining all these checks within a simple scan that runs regularly. So you just have to set it up using the domain names and you will be proactively alerted whenever there is a problem in your configuration, whenever there is a new vulnerability exposed, and so on. So basically, the benefits is instead of using EasyDMark plus many other tools to identify all the different issues, you have all this combined in one uh, to get um, to to identify proactively the issue. Okay. And then what was the the next section? I already forget. I'm sorry. No problem. So, so again, this this seems like something that. We can just go to any of those dark web monitoring platforms for free and we could look up this so, of information. Yes, uh, of course, like you, you can do this manually if you want. Uh, there's many uh, providers that are actually checking some information. Here we're aggregating a lot of this information and you don't have to do anything. It's simply like registering the domain names and you will get automatically any new leaks identified on your customers. Here we're just basically showing Whenever this is only for prospect, uh, here basically simply based on the domain names, you get an overview of the leaks exposed to raise awareness with your potential customer. Um, but basically here, maybe I think it's, it's probably easier if I go to the, uh, the customer domain just to show the breadth of the platform. Because I think here I was just showing one example of reports that are built specifically for MSPs to support their business activity. But I think a lot of the questions are getting into the specifics of the module that we're developing for MSPs. That's okay. Okay. So if I go quickly to um, my customer space, here basically uh, we'll see like different types of modules. Uh, but here, this is basically um, for one specific customer. 
And I see the different modules that I've deployed for this specific customer. So we have what we call the infrastructure module, which is the external attack surface scan that I talked about. We have the data leak module that we we're just talking about. Cloud Apps, which is basically the, the module to protect your Microsoft 365 tenant, phishing simulations, awareness, and email security. Um, to dive directly into your questions here, one of those modules developed here and enrolled out is monitoring data leaks. So for any customers that you have on the platform that you've set up, uh, you uh, put the domain name and you see directly an overview of all their data leaks, the, the type of data exposed, where it comes from, and you can see the details of all their, their data leaks. And if it's an active customer, every like well run the checked um, uh, um, every, quite often so that basically you get alerted whenever there is a new leak affecting your specific customer. And these alerts can be fed into your PSA, so you do not have to do anything. Um, you will create an alert so that basically you can proactively reach out to your customer uh, to let them know that some of their password has been exposed, a number has been exposed, and so on. And you can even, uh, to remediate the issue, you can actually push them an awareness uh, security training so that basically uh, they are taken by the hands to know how to remediate the issue. So it's a big password to tell them how to change the password. If it's uh, any other information, how it can uh, to tell, uh, explain them how this information can be used for phishing attacks and so on. So basically, we're taking the users by the hand uh, to remediate the issue. So here, of course, you could use any other service available on the internet, but here it's fully automated. When you set up a customer, you just uh, register his domain name and the platform will check regularly and automatically if any new leaks get exposed from the single interface. Same, we, we were talking about the uh, external attack surface scan. Here, same, simply from um, the domain name, we're actually identifying all the different asso assets asso associated with the domain names uh, to do some um, perimeter uh, recon. Um, and we're actually executing a series of tests for all the assets identified. So we have series of tests to assess uh, the security of websites and applications, the email configuration, uh, database exposed, remote access exposed, and so on. So quickly, just to show, for example, the assets that we identify simply from the websites. Here, um, simply where you're seeing an overview of all the different subdomains that we've identified. And here, the purpose is to give to provide visibility to the customers on what assets are exposed and what the typical really happens here, they can identify, uh, for example, a subdomain that should have been decommissioned and were not decommissioned. So basically things they, would, they, they didn't know they have, uh, that they still have. It's kind of like typing your name on Google and realizing that you still have this account that appears when someone types in your name on Google and you can delete it. It's kind of the same here. It, it helps you identify basically what are the things that are exposed from your domain names and if there are issues associated with it. So. If I go back, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just, hmm. I, I, I'm, I, I like, I, I like some things, but so far, um, I'll be honest, like for, for three to $8 a month per user. And you're not talking about for the MSP technician, you're talking about for each end user and one of the tenants. Yes, so far, so, so far I'm not seeing a lot of value. I mean, okay. I mean, so, and, and let me, let me clarify. So for example, like with the phishing thing, 
uh, you're, you're not actually doing the DMARC. We have to go somewhere else and set up the DMARC and DCAM and SPF and all. And I, and, and okay, what are you charging for that module? Like, like my, my immediate thought is if we're paying for each of these different modules, like, gosh, am I paying $3 for something that isn't doing anything for me other than making a, a pretty report? So basically just to clarify, like, um, basically like three to eight dollars, like you, this includes like multiple modules. So basically the whole value of the platform is to combine different, all the different software that you would have to use separately to see one single platform to make it easy to combine it into one comprehensive interface here, um, for like $3, what you would get uh, to protect the customers and one basically like checks on your infrastructure that basically always checks if you have new vulnerabilities, any misconfiguration, if you have any new data leaks exposed, it will also check basically help you secure your Microsoft 365 tenants. So for example, if we go here, basically what it will show, uh, it will help you secure your tenant by overlaying your Microsoft 365 tenant with uh, notifications, for example. So here you define quickly, uh, once you're connected to um, the tenant, um, you define set of notifications that you want to get, basically to get information on whenever there is suspicious activity on your customer account. For example, for Azure Active Directory. Now, now we're getting somewhere. So, so you're, you're basically looking at the audit logs within Microsoft 365 okay. and exactly. you're, you're building alerts based on the audit logs. Exactly. So basically okay. you do not have to know anything about Microsoft to do this. You just simply have to configure it. So basically when you get prompted for the permission, you grant the permission and that, that is it. You don't have to know anything about the logs, the Microsoft console, anything about PowerShell or so on. All this is point and click. And basically you get the list of all the uh, types of rules that you want to configure. So for example, if your customer is working in Albania, you can basically say, I want to get notified whenever a user connects from a different country, so that basically I can identify suspicious behavior. Um, I want to be notified whenever there is a user created, new application connected to the space, and so on. And same for Exchange or SharePoint. For example, you can be notified whenever somebody is doing like massive activity on SharePoint, meaning downloading a lot of files at once. Basically, all those indicators that are like something weird is happening, and you can get these types of alert directly fed into your PSA. You don't have to know anything about my and so on. It's always done in a point and click fashion uh, across all you, for for these customers. Okay, now now okay, hear me out. Login from unapproved country. That one should be prevented anyway because MSPs. Uh, I'm sorry. It's 2023. You got to be doing conditional access by now. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so we shouldn't see any unapproved country activity in the logs. Um, user created, user deleted, like same, same kind of thing. Like we shouldn't be seeing that type of stuff because there shouldn't be too many rogue admin accounts out there. We, um, so it's it's cool i like it but at the same time if we're setting up microsoft 365 correctly i don't know how many alerts we're actually going to get so this is a very good point and there's two two answers to it first um 
like here, the goal is that there is an incredible variety of MSPs in terms of maturity on cybersecurity. Like there's a lot of MSPs who are actually new to cybersecurity and are trying basically to expand to MSSPs activities. And the goal is basically to make it simpler for them to know exactly the type of thing, the type of alerts, the type of thing they need to monitor for each customer. And so this is kind of the promise also, like for the ones who are not like the top MSPs who have been working with Microsoft for that long, uh, to not have like basically the same standards to help them like provide these types of services. The second thing is also we're implementing um, basically policies configuration. This is something that we're rolling out in the coming weeks that basically help you configure directly your tenant from this interface so that you're not simply getting notifications, but you can configure it directly without using or knowing any PowerShell, without going into the Microsoft console. And you can configure it quickly across all the customers so that basically you can configure the tenants in a consistent fashion uh, with the right level of security and the right level of configuration without having to know uh, where to go in the Microsoft console or to use PowerShell. Okay. Um, let's let's look at the like phishing or awareness sections. And we just to clarify, we we should be wrapping up in just a few minutes. But if you have time, okay. we can go over a little bit. Of course. So here, like this is, I think, quite similar to other uh, phishing and awareness tool that that are available in the market. But again, it's available okay. within this same platform, and this is the whole point, like combining all of this within the same interface, and basically. You can simply like create a new campaign uh, in just a few clicks um, and then define the, the audience, basically pull from the Microsoft groups. And the, the whole point of the platform is to have something put on autopilot in the sense that you set up a, a permanent campaign, you define how often you want your customers to receive an email, and then, um, sorry, I need to pick up a group. And then basically you can pick up the different templates that you want. We have a very vast collection of templates um, and you can simply roll out uh, a phishing campaign across all your different users. Um, so this can be uh, similar to um, a spear phishing campaign where you can configure some variables to have something more authentic and realistic. And when you, you launch the campaign, uh, it will automatically uh, define the best sequence and the best frequency at which sending the email to ensure that you have basically uh, an attack that is uh, real authentic in a way an attackant would do. So here, basically, sorry. you can quickly... Sorry, go ahead. So I've, I've got a, con a few questions about how this works. So um, let's say we, we, we know that this client uses Dropbox, Microsoft 365, and Notion. So, okay, so we pick those three platforms. Do you have, like, multiple emails for each platform or is it just going to revolve around the same three emails every no so the, the whole point is you depend the set of tools that uh your customer is, is using and then that is it basically the, the goal is that we'll send the email at the right time using the right templates to ensure that basically they do not get the same email twice that they get tested uh, at the, the right time. So we have you know, like the sending engine that will actually define the right time and what to send in order to have the most authentic uh, and realistic type of attack, basically, uh, to, to get the, the goal is not to trade the employees, but to increase their awareness and to ensure to have something that is close to what will happen in real life. Okay. And are you using, uh, what, what does Microsoft call it? Is it Microsoft Graph where you're able to uh, 
put the message directly into the inbox or are you sending it over SMTP? No, exactly. We're, we're injecting the email so that basically we can ensure that you have the high delivery, delivery rate, sorry, delivery. Um, so that the email do not end up in spam. Uh, and, but also that the creation, the configuration is very seamless. So it's very easy to solve. Uh, when you have a new customer, just a few clicks, you can configure uh, his account to ensure that basically the, the email, the phishing campaigns can be set up quite easily and quickly. Okay. And I, I do like that you, you've got it broken down up above. Uh, if, uh, if you guys are familiar with, um, well, I, I mean, I, I guess you could say it's like a funnel, you know, it legitimately it just funnels down. It starts at 80% and you end up with 13% of your, of your user base who've submitted credentials and, um, uh, that's not good, but it's good to know. <laughs> That is the uh, whole point, is basically yeah. to measure uh, the, the awareness culture uh, and the resiliency of, of your customers so that basically you can demonstrate that basically there is still work to be done and justify your value. Um, now, what I want to see is, and I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. What I want to mm -hmm. see is a an awareness program that um, adjusts the awareness training based on the results of the individual. Yes. So this is exactly what we're rolling out uh, and we're rolling out right now. For now, like basically you have a catalog of uh, course uh, that you can tailor uh, based on, on what you want and what's, uh, what, you, what you want your customers to focus on. But what we're implementing is security quiz so that basically whenever you have a new customers, uh, you can set up the security quiz and depending on the levels, First, to get the first assessment on uh, of his uh, uh, cyber maturity, and then it can adjust the curriculum based on the results. So this is something that we're developing. For now, we, we focus first on the content to ensure that basically we have the right level of content that basically uh, will help uh, uh, employees raise awareness and understand how to uh, to identify attacks and how to react to the to the attacks. So for now, like basically, we have a vast catalog of courses. The courses are supposed to be fun and engaging. So for it's micro training. So it takes between like three to five minutes to actually go through the trainings. And it's simply like the user receives an email. He clicks the link and he's taken to uh, the trainings where he gets uh, the discussion. So it's a chatbot, And basically it, it creates fun and engaging story to put the cyber rigs into his context um, and teach in a fun way, like how to proactively like react to it and uh, to prevent the attack, uh, the type of risk that uh, is the purpose of the training, but also how to react in case there is an attack. So for this, it's the same. Basically, you simply configure it. You do not have to do anything else in terms of MSPs. Um, you will monitor the, uh, the rollout of the program across all your different users. You will send automated reminders and so on, so that basically you can like put, uh, be put on the pilot and that as an MSP, you can simply uh, configure it and then you just have to follow uh, the adherence to the courses. Now, what happens when uh, one of the employees has green across the board? Do they do they graduate? Do they no longer need training? So um, for now, look, so basically we're adding uh, security courses uh, quite regularly. So it never happened that they reach uh, the end 
uh, the goal for us is what we want to do is basically once we feel like we have enough courses, uh, basically put some reminders with some refresher quizzes and based on the quizzes, uh, implement some refresher courses uh, depending on, uh, on the results on the quiz. Excellent. Well, basically that you can have yearly assessments, uh, which is something required by most um, uh, certifications uh, and to ensure that basically they maintain this level of security. Also, one other thing, all these different security awareness training, they can be linked to events. I mentioned data leaks, but they're also linked to, for example, phishing simulations. Whenever you get caught into phishing simulations, you get prompted with a tailored training on this uh, phishing attack. So that basically you can know what you should have done in order to anticipate the attack. All right. So I know we're running a bit out of time, but basically the whole point of the platform is to be able to configure all this quickly and to put this on autopilot, you just sign up a new customer within 30 minutes, and then you have all these modules running and securing new customers, running the infrastructure scan um, uh, to ensure that there is no open doors, no exposed databases and so on, uh, identifying proactively all the data, data leaks, securing his Microsoft 365 account, raising his awareness culture across his, his entire company, securing his emails, and so on. And so all this managed from a multi-tenant platform where basically uh, you can manage all your customers and also like benefits from reports, prospection reports and toolings, and also integrate all the issues into your PSA safely, uh, safely and easily to ensure that basically you can cover a large number of customers in a very short amount of time. All right. Well, Arno, I gotta say, um, I like where you guys are headed. I, I do have concerns about value as it stands today, but it's, you know, I can tell you guys have, have put a lot of time and effort into, uh, both the, the user interface, which is often overlooked. So kudos on, on making sure you guys are putting effort into the user interface. And you're also putting effort into making sure that it's simple and easy for MSPs to pick up. So you've got two things going for you. I think, um, you know, you're, you're new enough that it's just not uh, as, as complete as you want it to be yet. And on, I think unfortunately that because it, it's not as complete as it could be, uh, it's, it's going to be a tougher sell to MSPs at the current pricing. Um, especially Just, when there's, I'm, I'm sorry, especially when there's not an agent being deployed to the endpoints. Um, you know, you, you talk about this being like an all-in-one cybersecurity or cyber defense platform, but it's really not all-in-one because it doesn't have, uh, MDR, XDR, EDR, whatever you want to call the, the endpoint uh, detection and response stuff. Um, it, it doesn't have uh, spam filtering. You know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like cybersecurity things that your platform is not doing. And, it, and it's, you can't call it an all-in-one based on that. Well, just to provide some context on it, so we, because we ran out of time, I didn't, we didn't have time to go through the email security, but if you recall that basically on the bottom right corner, we had the email security module. So we have the spam filtering and phishing filtering that basically overlays the Microsoft 365 inbox. And this is okay. available like, so we, we, we do have this. Um, we're also uh, working on endpoint integration. 
just as we're saying, as I was saying earlier, we are prioritizing things in a pragmatic manner. And for now, like we've seen a lot of MSPs deploying MDRs, um, and but a lot of a lot of MSPs are not deploying, deploying uh, or just struggling managing the external attack surface, uh, the data lakes, phishing trainings, email security, and so on. So basically, we focused initially on the long tails, often overlooked uh, attack vectors, and on the roadmap and the vision is to integrate this. Uh, MDR uh, tools. So we're working on agents that can basically be deployed to ensure that we have the full spectrums. But we focused on basically uh, in a pragmatic fashion to ensure that we can offer uh, security to our customers. And in terms of pricing, basically the way we constructed it is working with MSPs to understand basically if they were to collect all the, to use the different modules from different providers, how much would it cost and ensure that basically there is an economy of scales of using it within the Bastion platform. So that basically it's constructed in a sense that if you were to use all the different modules separately, uh, using all the tools that you mentioned already, it would be like at a more expensive price, but also with more struggle and uh, personal friction. All right. Well, Arnold, thank you so much for, for coming on here today and showing off your platform. Um, I, I do wish you and the team at Bastion the, the best of success. Uh, when, when you start rolling out more features, reach back out, come, come back on and, and let's check out new features and, and make sure MSPs stay up to date on what you guys are doing over there. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Steve. It was great to, to uh, be with you on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure, man. And thank you, uh, for, for joining me and to the MSPs and IT pros out there that are still watching. Thank you as well. You guys enjoy your day.